you're walking down the street and you fall into a big hole. A big, big hole. Hard to see the bottom until you hit it. And then you have time to think about your life choices. Big hole life change. Maybe you meet someone in a cafe and you think they're the love of your life, but it turns out they're an actual alien here to take you to space. Big space life change. Maybe you got pregnant and whoops, you weren't expecting to get pregnant, but here's the baby. Uh, and you're pretty okay with that idea. That little big scream adorable life change. The thing with big life changes is they're big and scary because change is scary, but they're also what drives your plot. The things that change your narrative in a big way are the ones you can't predict. And sure, sometimes they suck because you're at the bottom of a hole or you have to spend your nights awake or space is really different from Earth. But it's also where the adventure begins. So take that, wow, big life change and make it a, wow, big life. We believe in you. Welcome to episode 177 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Eli Boussoulet. I'm Kate Hammer. So uh, yeah, it's me and the interns tonight. How are you Ooh. guys doing? Not bad. So well. Good. Yeah. So positive. Yeah, I used to say not bad all the time and then I, re- so I think somebody called me out on it and I was like, you know what, that's great. That's assuming that, you know... That the baseline is bad. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm not it bad. It does have a negative connotation right? to it. But that's why I clung to it, because I'm like, this sounds cool. I'm not yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm but super I'm fun. super <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll keep it positive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I think it's true that like we tend to sort of frame everything in terms of how like negative we can be about it. Like even well, like people, if someone like, if someone has an idea and they're like, oh, what if we did pizza for dinner? I'm like, I don't hate that idea. Or like, yeah, that's not a right? bad idea. It's like, right? no, yeah, like that's good. I remember good. in high school, somebody passed by my friend Lindsay. She's shout out to Lindsay. She's an amazing person. She's this really beautiful uh, pencil bag. Uh-huh. What do you call it? Pencil holder. Pen- pencil, pencil case. case. Pencil yes. case. Uh, yeah, pencil bag. Um, and this person walked by, and she was like, "Oh," and like she kind of played with it for a bit, and like clearly thought it was nice, and she went. Hmm, your pencil case is okay. And then walked away and it was like, she meant it and kind of like, oh yeah, I mm. like it. But it was like, like a ba- what? Backhanded it was, it was like, <laughs> if you want to say something nice, just say like, well, how, why is it so hard to just yeah. say a nice thing? I agree. When it, when it comes to like saying that to other people, it's totally like, if you're, if you're saying something nice, just say it in a positive note. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about yourself, it's often like, I'm being positive all right. the time. Oh, and you're being mo- modest. If you yeah. if you go like, oh, not, I'm all right, you know, then you're like, oh, what a great modest person. But, but I found at it some point it awkward. gets like exhausting. Yeah. It's yeah. like I'm so positive all the time. I'm sick of it. I want to be a pessimist for a while. I want to <laughs> cuss at everything. I oh, wanna... I thought we were agreeing. No, we're no. disagreeing. <laughs> we're agreeing on the when it comes to other people, the mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to like yourself and your emotions, it's okay. If you're feeling shitty, just... 
Oh yeah. Hmm. Send it away. Right. Oh, that's for sure. If you're having a low time, <laughs> like anyway. say it. But uh, a lot. I also just don't want to like. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Hmm. Is it me being bad and saying that I'm, you know, bad, right. or is it me saying I'm bad and then going, yeah, yeah, I'm bad. You know, <laughs> right. trying to right. change your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that. that yeah. <laughs> God, I'm I'm bad today. Honestly, I'm no, so not. tired. I'm oh, exhausted. Man. Oh no, I don't mean like I'm, I'm going to deliver a high quality so show. So negative. <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm in such a like low space today. I, we had Tom, a, you at your worst is the rest of us at our best. Aw, thank you. No, like we had a um we had a power failure this morning, like right at a time that was um key. Like uh, it was it was just inconvenient power time. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was like we were about to like need to print a bunch of stuff um, and like we have we have a nice thing where like our modem like keeps having power for like three hours when the power's out like it has a battery oh right, right, right. so like we still have internet when the power goes out but I like think we talked about this last time i was on the podcast you um, were like honestly, i invested maybe, in this yeah. generator from yeah. my modem Whoa. And, and it happened today and i was like okay fine like we can keep working but then like the next step of work immediately after the power went out was printing stuff and all of our printers like need electricity. And I was like, shit, okay. And then the power was just out for an hour and it put like, it put such a damper on the rest of my day. And I was like, I can't be productive. you don't know how long it's going to be out for. Yeah. Like, do I go somewhere and print it or do I? Yeah. 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 So, so that happened. I was at work Mm -hmm. and there was a huge power failure and like people started freaking out and I don't know, like it, for me, it just like, like a reasonable amount of freak out or too what? much. No, no, like they freaked out. They started looking everywhere, like what's going on. Oh, and it was just like a, I don't know, like a Hydro Quebec had a thing going on, right? And so from where I come from, that's solely normal, right? It happens all the time. So like, I wonder if here it's not a usual thing. Yeah, I mean, I think here like it happens more often than it should. Yeah, but I think people still immediately it's still assume it's a problem. The, yeah, well, it's yeah. still out of the norm. Yeah. I would not like if it happened once a day, then we would all be used to. It, but it, okay. it doesn't like it is, and and it, there's so such it's like little, something's burning. Well, no, <laughs> not. It's usually just like a random problem or too much heat okay. or, yeah. or it pulls down. But construction worker hit we, something. Yeah, or but we build our lives around assuming there will be power. So mm, I think, right. Once we're, uh, I was in the cafe um, with a friend and the power went out while we like just after we got our drinks and it was kind of cool because we we're like, well, everyone's computer still works. It's yeah, on battery, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. we all kept working. But then the staff just like lit candles everywhere and they had to like, they're like, we don't yes. have any more. We can't make you hot drinks, but like you can stay here. So right. it's just like a weird candle lit uh, group that mm. didn't talk to each other. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it was really cool though. Yeah, well, that's it, right? Like we, there's a lot that we can do without power, but I think because we're used to it, as soon as mm. it goes out, you you assume that something is wrong, right? Like yeah. you kind of like, if you're in a public space and the power goes out, you're like, shit, like maybe we're about to get robbed or like yeah. maybe the building's going to blow up. If you're at home, you're just like, oh, well, this is inconvenient. But it, like, it's so, I mean, okay. I say it's uncommon, but we had a power failure yesterday too. So now I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it to happen tomorrow yeah. and I can't afford for it to happen tomorrow because I'm recording three podcasts tomorrow, oh. but like it's going to happen again. Yeah. You know what's scary? If like there's an internet failure, oh. it's the same equivalent yeah. as the electricity failure. Almost worse. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, I feel like we're toddlers who haven't learned uh, like object permanency yet. We're like, <laughs> we're so afraid of Wi-Fi permanent. We're like, 
well, where'd the Wi-Fi go? Is it never cut? Co- what if it never comes back? <laughs> and we just like freak out uh, imagining a world without internet connection and, and having that yeah. even taken away from us for a second. Even if we're just on Facebook, we're just like, mm-hmm. no. I can't refresh yeah. my feed What again. about my content? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of the things you take for granted. You're like, ah. sure. and then you sit there and like, there no, there's no internet, and you're just, you're just scrolling, yeah, endlessly, like in your phone, like nothing's happening. You're like, okay. And then as soon as you like realize that your phone's not gonna do anything for you, you like turn it off, put it down for like two seconds, and then like have a thought and pick it up and try to go on the internet so again. Bad. And you're like, oh right, <laughs> Instagram also uses Wi-Fi. Yeah, right. But it's also like sometimes I feel like I can leave my phone. Like when I was in Vermont uh, for a day, mm-hmm. I left my phone off the entire time. And then I didn't even search for Wi-Fi. I was like, no, and it feels it felt nice not to like it does. have to check for messages or this or that, which I'm used to traveling in the past as well. But then I was like, I walked out of this building. The woman beside me was like, oh, there's Wi-Fi here. And I was like, I should promo the show that I'm doing tonight. Since it's <laughs> my. So then I like used Wi-Fi for a second, but then I got everything else. And it was only like two things. And I was like, oh. Huh, <laughs> felt a felt a little empty, you know. Yep, but yep. then sometimes you leave your phone alone for one minute, and literally like ten imp- time sensitive emails yeah. and texts and everything come pouring in. But that's the time that I go. You know what? I'm not gonna look at my phone for a while. And then it's like it's just weird how I mean you can't per- communication doesn't come at a steady like one message per hour thing. Yeah. It's uh, like all or nothing. Yeah, I have like my phone is. Uh, my email app on my phone is programmed to refresh every hour and Uh I get emails every 10 minutes, but like that way I don't check my email every 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. I check it once every hour. Is that the minimum every hour? No, you can set it as often as you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine just like, it alerts me every time I get any email. No. Yeah. Mine only does that if it's open. Like if Mm -hmm. I, if I refresh it, it'll do it whenever, but otherwise like the background refresh is only once an hour. Uh And that's like kind of nice because no other app will do that for me. Every other app is like, how about, Immediately. Yeah, yeah. All notifications or no notifications. Yeah. But didn't like when you stopped using your phone and stuff, didn't you realize how much time you're wasting? Or you're not really. I don't. Okay. Well, (laughs) there's like a couple things because like I don't really waste too much time. Like there's a reason that I don't have Snapchat and all that because I know how much I would love that. Like me taking pictures of my own double chin. That is my jam. Mm -hmm. But I and so I like purposely don't have certain uh, things because I know I I hate wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only things I do have, like Instagram, I just got Twitter, is because like the show is now like its yeah. own thing and it needs to be mm-hmm. found findable and right. connectable. Um, but also, I'm going through a bit of a like a rough time breakup right now, so like I only at times like these do I abuse social media because uh. then I'm just like I need an escape from my own thoughts, right. and you're just like. Oh, thank you, sweet. Like, you actually forget where you are when you're on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so it's only been a lately thing that I've been abusing it, but usually I'm I'm pretty good. Huh. I, I pick up a book. I'm a good I'm a good person. You pick up a book? I pick up several books. How old are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have not read a book in a long time. Right? It's a joy. It's yeah. an absolute joy. If you haven't read one yeah. for a while and then you're like, you yeah, you read a good book and you're like, whoa. I'm a better, per- I feel like a better person. Yeah. And that's I've been, like, yeah. No, that just allows me to feel better than you, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the negative one today just to balance it out. 
you're too positive. Yeah. I, I, the person is like, I'm going through a rough time is the positive one. <laughs> no, but look, look at the smile on your face. It's that's great. Yeah, it's that's a, really great. It's a rough, good time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You're going to be the negative one today. Yeah. I don't mind. Actually, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like, you know, being this grumpy old because. Are you usually the positive one? Mm. Or a, po- a po- the positive. I'm not the positive one, but I'm relatively positive in terms right. of like the way I see things. Uh, I, I <laughs> thing. Oh my God. <laughs> I see things in my life in general, mm-hmm. but every now and then it's like, no, things are not fine. Stop mm-hmm. lying to yourself. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I get all like negative and mm-hmm. then I'm like, get it out of my system and then I'm back. Right. I feel like the Hulk because I'm like, that's my secret. I'm always depressed. You know what I'm like? Yeah, I don't just get it sometimes. I'm all the time. Yeah. Wow, I'm yeah. the emotional Hulk. <laughs> well, today's the right episode for that. Yes. Yeah. Let's take it to the cash corner. Ding, ding, ding. Come support ding, us ding. in the final stretch of our Indiegogo campaign. At the time of recording, we're just over 82% of the way to our goal. Thanks to the support of our wonderful community of listeners. We've still got lots of exciting perks available, including some new additions. Uh, yesterday, I added a perk where for $15, people can make me plant uh, flowers in our bee garden. Um, there's only eight left. So if, if people want that, they got to do it fast. Um, and for $25 is the other new perk. Uh, people can get a one hour sort of Dragon's Den style podcast pitching session with me Ooh. where they can like call me up on Skype and give me as many ideas as they want for an hour. Nice. And if I like any of them, I might produce them and give them a credit as like the like sort of executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of other cool perks as well. Uh, and if you're interested and want to get in on that sweet perk action, click the donate link in the description to make a donation at any level. Every bit helps, and we really appreciate all the support we've been get- getting so far and the support we will get going forward. We're really close. Yeah, eighty-two percent. So excited. Yeah, like, this is this it, is home impressive. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's, it's it's definitely at the point now where like it feels like. Like, I know we're going to reach our goal, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's going to be such a struggle to get there because we've, like, I don't know, like, the first, like, 30% was really easy. Yeah, that's normal, though. For sure, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, it, But it's now like, you juiced up everything and just, yeah. like... Yeah. Are you going to name the flowers, by the way, after the donors or not? It's not a thing. Oh, that would be cute. What we were planning to do is just uh, send them like a photo, like tag them in a photo of like, we planted this flower for Kate. We planted this flower for Eli. So like, we'll probably do that. Um, And they can be unofficially named after people. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're still accepting donations through Patreon as well. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carleo, Thomas, George Poppy, Alex from Play the Mind, Jen, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, and Scotty. God, that list is getting too long. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and if you give at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once per cycle on the show. Kate, do you want to tell them who the Patreon topic comes from? I do. Today's Patreon question comes from Carlea. If you were in therapy, what would you have to be in therapy for? Shitty childhood, bullied in middle school, dad went out to the liquor store to grab a beer and never came back. What would you need therapy for? Are you kidding? First of all, I love this. Is love there it. anything you wouldn't go to therapy for? Right? Like, I feel like most things in life no, but are worth it. You know, that. I really do believe that everyone should have a therapist. It doesn't yeah. need to, you don't need to go every week all the time, you know, but it, everyone needs a therapist and yeah. your therapist needs their own therapist because yep. like, it's just nice to, it's just nice to talk to people and like, 
yeah, we that's what friends and family are for. But mm. a therapist is somebody you can have like a just a beautiful transaction with. Where it's like, <laughs> look, like if you're putting a lot on your friends and family, like it's it's a bit unfair at points true, because like true. they have their own lives and a, a lot of their own friends who mm. might do the same to them, especially if they're an especially good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I'm really aware of where I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to my friends, but I don't want to put them in the middle of something or put my stress right. on them. Yeah. Right. So, and a therapist is such a great way to like, be like, I know you're not going to tell anyone <laughs> so I yeah. can be honest with you. Cause I find with friends too, I'm like, you might, you might talk to, you know, Jason. Right. So I'm not going to tell you about it. I don't want Jason no. to know. About I don't want Jason all. to know anything. Yeah. Shut up, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's that's super valid. Like, because yeah. it is, yeah, we can rely on our friends, but like, I, I think a therapist is really helpful because, for one thing, it's their job, right? Like, they're they're good at it, but also like they're kind of neutral. Like, they they have to be neutral. Yeah, like that's mm. actually like a thing. Right. But there has been times where like I've said things neutral and unbiased. Sense? Oh yeah. Where yes. like they're not yeah. going to take your yeah, side and yeah. things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. But there has been a point where once my therapist was like, "Look, I'm not supposed to like say anyone is a bad person, but this person you've just described, Jason, sounds terrible. <laughs> Jason is the worst. Why are you still friends with?" And I would just remember being like. Oh yeah, I never thought if they should mm-hmm. be, but she was like, "No, it's part of our thing as a therapist. You're not supposed to." Right. Plus, there are different levels of therapy. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone to a counselor before, which is much more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never tried. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a psychiatrist or a psychotherapist. Or those are higher up levels that mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. not delved into. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the world is a is a fucked up place. Nothing is pure. Everything's corrupted, you know. Yeah, you're really getting into hey, this listen, negative role. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm to sticking yeah. to it. I'm back from work. I'm in that zone it. right yeah. now. Okay, I'm going to stay in it. So, um, yeah, like if you think about it, everything mm-hmm. is not the way you want it to be. Any, Like, yeah, life is not what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And often, like you said, you need to talk about it. And you don't like... To be honest, friends are there, but they're there for you to feel better. They're not here to like fix you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's a different kind of support. A friend uh-huh. you can like get that physical hug from. Right. Therapist, exactly. you're, I don't think you're allowed. Usually, <laughs> usually not. Yeah. I never have touched my therapist physically <laughs> ever. Not, even, not even. I don't think. I think when I first met her, I was mm. like, yeah, and my counselor in the past too. But otherwise, it's just like a very good amount of distance. Yeah. Mm um that's weird that's that's interesting i have a really i have a really weird relationship with my uh, therapist it's like when i talk to her as if i was talking to a friend Mm -hmm. but the thing is like she's always listening you know that's her job Mm -hmm. and at some point i feel bad (laughs) and i ask ask her something in return (laughs) like so like how are you and it's a reflex and she goes like no no don't worry don't worry. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's common. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's that's like kind of a deflection technique too, right? Where you're like, I'm talking yeah, about my own exactly. problems. I don't. Yeah. I in, internally, don't want to talk about my problems. So, how are you doing? But that says so much about us that we're like, wait. I feel like we're taught that it's selfish to express mm-hmm. ourselves sometimes. So then right. we try. So it's exactly what you said. But and people go. I think for friends who have qualms about therapy, the biggest thing that they'll mention to me is like what I just I'm gonna sit there and talk and it's like yeah Yeah. but you don't understand like when's the last time you've been so genuinely listened to Mm because I will listen to you but I have I have a you know a whole cartload of my own stuff that like I'm gonna give you as much as I can but like I've learned like I used to be really bad at it and I would just like 
you know, burnout so many times. Yeah. But like now I'm like, okay, I have to take care of myself. So there's mm-hmm. only so much I can give to you. Mm-hmm. And then I have to take a step back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Y- you get lost in your own thoughts. Yeah. Like things start popping out and like one thing after the other. And then you leave the therapist and you're like, you know that feeling when you just worked out? And you feel like that very like light. You feel yeah. light and euphoric. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly how you how I feel. And, and then like, the next day, wow, you wake life. up and feel like death. <laughs> that's why they do a weekly thing. Yeah. You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm let's go. Let's go. Okay, I'm not fine. Okay, I'm terrible. Okay, and then you go to the therapist and like everything's working. Everything yeah. works out. Yeah. Um, I think the reason though, like, well, what would you what would you have to be in therapy for? Was hmm. the question is like, yeah, the most time that I've like. Um, what is the past tense of seek to i suck out that's what thank you so i was like the last time i suck out therapy and i was like that's not right i sought out therapy i mean the i think the first time and here's here's a lot i went to therapy the first time with my parents because Mm. my mother and i have had a lot of tensions oh like um relationship Kind of. of, yeah. It was like a group. We had did one all together, and it, then me and my mom like split up and did it kind of separately. Oh, so okay. that was the first time that was okay. like, this is because I've always been like, yeah, therapy, but not you know, I'm fine. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm Kate. And then that was the first time when I was like, oh, this feels great. And then, but I, you know, didn't. And then a breakup spurred the next one. It just felt so good. Even like booking an appointment, you felt like I was doing like I was doing something for myself in a good like I was like it's like if when you sign up for a painting class you're just Mm -hmm. like but you've always wanted to paint you're just like yeah this Mm. I'm doing good things for myself and then the the last time was like just personal down spiraling of Mm -hmm. just like I don't think that this is like I have habits that now I'm aware of where I'm like Mm. oh I'm avoiding this I Mm -hmm. do more of this okay I'm I'm not in a good place yeah Mm. I see when I first started therapy i i just thought it wasn't for me but turns out it just like the therapist is not for you Hmm. so the first one was very like like i i think i'm this way she's like no you're not believe in yourself get out of here right i don't want (laughs) i I don't want someone to tell me that tell the therapist to get out of their own office get (laughs) out of here look at me i am the therapist now and and the second one he started asking me about my child and i'm like okay fine Hmm. it was like so did you used to sleep next to your parents and i'm like you know, when I had a nightmare, like around four or five, I used to go to my parents' bed and sleep next to them. And then he started writing shit down. I'm like, no, no, don't don't write that. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't you even dare. And then he's he was very Freudian. Hmm. Like he went always to the childhood and where like my recent one was very behavior related. And right. which is which is uh, very uh, contradicting because I'm very negative today, but usually <laughs> I work on my thoughts and, you know, uh, when you fix your thoughts, you fix your behavior and your emotions right. kind of like a cycle. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's all about fight if finding the, your, your one true therapist. Yeah. For me, I feel like I'm just like, I'm pretty good at getting along with people. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not picky. You're, you're someone who's listening to me and doing mm-hmm. what I need right now, but then I will like stop it at a point. And I can't wait till I find like, yeah, like it sounds like your connection with your therapist is mm-hmm. like, you found the one. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> but, That's great. Yeah. But it's also with therapy. It's like, yeah, I, I'm there more for like, I'm like, okay, listen and like validate, you know, my mm-hmm. feelings and that feels good. And like, yeah, but also what you said about changing that, it's like, I'm there mm-hmm. to like be given um 
uh, what do I want to say, be given like things to uh, tools mm. right. to, yeah. to be able to fix my own. You know, I don't see it as like uh, I yeah. want to continue all, you know, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to do sporadic therapy yeah. for the rest of my life. Sometimes you need answers really yeah, bad. Yeah, but I just want right. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or just someone to be like, you're not a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's terrible. I think I, <laughs> I think I might be the only person like on this show, like not even just in this room, but like of all of the hosts we've ever had, oh, for sure. I might be the only one who's never actually gone to see a therapist, but who has been acknowledging for years that I absolutely need to. Tom, uh, today's the day. I'm on a list. I'm on a list. Oh, well, okay. I'm like, I'm like waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on the, uh, yeah. if you want like free consultations at the oh. like CLSE, you have to okay. like wait. And I think they said they'll see me in like August or September. Okay, so that's, that's cool. Good. Um, I also know yeah. for locals, um, the Argyle Center yeah. has a sliding scale and is uh, very accommodating. So I think mm-hmm. that's my oh. I switch to next. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that they're uh, they're good for people who are a little bit more broke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. So I'm I'm on a list, but like I definitely like need therapy, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that like I don't know what it all sort of stems from initially, but I certainly have a lot of like. I put a lot of pressure on myself to like mm-hmm. get things done and like constantly be productive and mm-hmm. like I'm functionally working two full time jobs. Yeah. yeah. Like in terms of the amount of like time that I put into like all of the podcasting stuff and also my actual full time job. And it's like sometime I'm gonna have to stop doing that and relax. Yeah. You know, I think there is like there isn't one thing that is wrong with you. It's just like small stuff here and there that they like build up over right. the, like, you know they uh god yeah they they build up over time yeah they yeah. build up over time and then you 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 get to a place and you're like uh mm-hmm. i have to do something about it right yeah, yeah. exactly it, it accumulates and you mm-hmm. eventually sort of like blow up and you're like oh, i need this that's yeah. it yeah. i remember my the counselor that came at just like the right time for me he was like I, I I see counseling and therapy as like a toolbox and you're going to take it into your house and you're going to find a screw and you're going to tighten that screw, but then you're not going to go searching for other screws. Okay. Uh, Tight the screw that you know is loose. Like, you know, it's right. about like finding that and being aware of yourself, tighten it, pack up your toolbox, put it away. Cause the toolbox is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I had the view of therapy that I have where I'm like, yeah, this is something that's always there and it's a tool to be used. Mm-hmm. Not, but I think more like, uh, getting up into those levels, like looking in, into your childhood stuff, like that's mm-hmm. then opening the toolbox and being like, "What else can I fix?" Which is like a total. If you want to do that, do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also mm-hmm. can just be like a nice, like, yeah, you know, take off. Don't duct tape the window. You know, you mm-hmm. fix the window, but right. then, but then yeah. take a step back and sit. Down. Also, the thing about therapy is you have to be really patient. Yeah, yeah. really patient. That's it. Uh, people after the first one always go, nothing happened. It's like, yeah, because it's the first. It's a process. The first session I went into, the therapist literally, after like half an hour of just like, we were sitting there quiet. And then as soon as he goes, so why are you here? And me and my mom just like burst out into tears. Huh. Oh, and yeah. he, like, he was just like, this is the most crying that's ever happened in my office. Which <laughs> oh, wow. looking back, I was like, I don't think a therapist should have said that. Right. But at the time I was like, okay i thanks i guess (laughs) yeah yeah well i think so i used to um i used to regularly regularly see a massage therapist which was great because he was someone that i was like close enough with as well like Mm -hmm. he was an old friend of mine so we could like talk about what was going on in our lives and like there was that sort of like 
it's a weird thing where like it's transactional it's transactional because i'm like paying him to mm-hmm. you know rub my back and shit but exactly. the conversation isn't yeah. necessarily but yeah. it still feels very like intimate and like you know this is a person who like is focused on me right now mm-hmm. and is focused on my well-being and That's like it, yeah. beyond like my physical well-being also cares about my emotional well-being which was nice yeah. and so like during that time I was like probably at my least stressed and my least depressed and like certainly there was a physiological element to it mm-hmm. where it's like yeah you're regularly getting very high quality massages from someone like of course you're not going to be as depressed as usual because like it's just a physical burden yeah. but yeah, then like but it's also physical touch and we carry so yeah. many of our tensions in our back but it's just like mm-hmm. you had an hour of like not only great like human physical connection which mm-hmm. is like releases so many hormones but right. also like an emotional connection with yeah that. and not just like facebook likes but like a real <laughs> emotional connection yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's like harder to find yeah that's it and like yeah and i think that there's something to that too right like the thing about even with even with regularly getting a massage like the first my first massage experience was terrible because it was Mm -hmm. like a weird spa that like I I didn't like the vibe of the room and like (laughs) that they were supposed to be playing music and the speakers broke within the first five minutes and she was like uh (laughs) it was so uncomfortable because she was like I don't really like talk to my clients are you okay with we just do this in silence? Oh, and no. I was like, I guess. And so I, we were just dead silent for like an hour for the rest of the time. Cause and the, then you start doing noises with your sound just to make it less awkward. Right? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like you just start like grunting more so that it's not silent, but then you feel weird about it. Yeah. And so like then I just didn't want to get a massage again for like a year or two. And then finally started seeing the new guy. And like after the first session, I was like, okay, well that like, felt good but like I don't I didn't really feel any different for like a couple days afterward Mm -hmm. and then after the second session I was like wow like I can walk straight again and like Mm -hmm. my back doesn't hurt all the time and like you start to notice it gradually fixing things right Mm -hmm. it's funny because I'm the opposite I prefer Mm -hmm. when like even my osteopath when she tries to start like some discussion I'm like I just feel like being like, look, we don't need to, like, you don't want to talk. Shut, You've shut, had, you know, no. And it's like, but, but it's also like, even with haircuts, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just, honestly, I just want to close my eyes and I just want you to shampoo my hair. Like I right. just, that's my, my like self time is just like mm-hmm. finally just being allowed to like relax and same, have somebody kind of take care of you and make yeah. you feel special while I can just go. Okay, now to think about stuff because I feel like I'm on the go all the time, and I'm like, and if I'm listening to music, I don't actually like just think. Yeah, picturing that part of your t- brain that's yeah. going, "It's my time, I bang you, yeah, bang you, no, it's my time for sure." But then because like that's it with a friend, you're just like, "Why don't?" At the end of a conversation with your friend, you always have to go, "And what about you?" Right. When you don't, if you're you're emotionally drained at that point, mm-hmm. but with something like that, yeah. my haircut, I'm not going to go. Do you want a haircut now? Because right. I'm just like I paid you, and I can feel good about just like spending that time however I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely like. It's funny that you bring up haircuts because I I always think of like we're going back therapy massage haircut yeah Yeah. well that's it I I always think about like how getting a haircut or like getting like a manicure or getting a tattoo like all of these things where you sort of put yourself in someone else's care for Mm -hmm. an amount of time and you're like ideally not going to move too much while they do what they're doing and just kind of trust that they're like good at their jobs like all of these things are ways that we can 
I think teach ourselves to be vulnerable and trust people mm-hmm. and also to yeah. let go and to yeah. like just relax into like okay like for the next hour like I have to trust that like Big Ray is going to put yeah. the right tattoo on my yeah. arm <laughs> and it's not going to say like Big fuck Ray. the police and like you know I mean mm-hmm. I'd love a fuck the right? police tattoo Actually. but like I came in here for something else right and like you just have to trust that the person is doing the right thing yeah. and I feel like with massages and with therapy like we almost it's harder to trust people for that than it is for a haircut. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like at the same time, I've no, never... because like with therapy, it's something internal, which is mm-hmm. infinitely more vulnerable in a different way. But yeah. for something actually like a haircut, like it can be upsetting. Well, that's it. Because right? It is. It's how you don't realize like I have zero. Well, I say I have, a, you know, such little attachment to my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. You could do anything to it. But there was. And when people used to freak out about it, it'd be like, ugh. There was one time that I actually got this terrible, terrible dye job haircut (laughs) and I literally cried and I was like, oh my, I'm one of these people. And you you don't think you're that person, but you're like, I actually look terrible and Mm. this is how I'm presenting myself to the world. And I didn't know there was such a disconnect in how I felt about that, but I care. I care. Well, that's it. And it feels like so much less of a consequential thing than therapy, right? Because like a therapist is charging you like 120 something an hour, for instance, Mm -hmm. and a haircut, like, okay, granted, like, I'm talking from a place of privilege of being a man, and men's haircuts are usually cheaper than women's haircuts. So much cheaper. Like, substantially. But yeah. my barber my barber also does my hair for free, actually. So I'm really talking from a place Where? of privilege. Uh, we're friends. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I, th- I know that before we had that relationship, I would be paying like 20 to 30 bucks for a haircut, okay. right? So like it's it's a much lower price for something that seems superficial. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if they fuck up your hair, you're going to feel horrible. Well, they're all right? just different Do- ways of your identity. Yeah. Accessing mm-hmm. your identity, yeah. I guess, and processing it. Yeah. Do you say anything about it? Like when someone offers you a service and you don't like it, will you be like, hey, I didn't like this? Um, She's never, my, my current barber has never done a bad enough job. No, but like in like other stuff, like your it. food or... Oh, with food, yeah. I, Man, I never send something back if I'm in a restaurant. If uh-huh. I do like takeout and they screw it up, I'll still eat the food, but I will leave a bad review. Okay. Unless it's you? like a really big, really... It has to be terrible. Mm-hmm. I work at a restaurant. Okay. I've worked at a restaurant since I was 14. Right. I know the ins and outs. I know reasons why it might like, you know, right. work out. Or if there's a mistake, whatever. Uh, if they give me the wrong thing, I'll be like, hey, I think like this might be somebody else's. Not because I'm mad, mm-hmm. but because you mm-hmm. know, it, it's somebody yeah. else's meal right. and yeah. then the kitchen will, you know, freak out. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, no, it'll take it'll take a lot for me to say something. I'm a pretty mm-hmm. happy camper. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I grew up with three older brothers on a farm. We weren't <laughs> oh, allowed to go. send any food back. Right. Yeah. Right? Well, that's it. Like, I think for me, like if I get something wrong in a restaurant, I'd never want to embarrass the server. Mm. And like unless it's something I literally can't eat, which is very few things, then like, I'm just going to suck it up and eat it. But if I do takeout, there is something about takeout orders where like, if I order something online and I've clicked through and I know that they're getting a printed list of what I've ordered Mm. and the wrong thing shows up or like the delivery guy, like carries the bag sideways (laughs) and like juices spill out into it. I'm not going to be like as great. I'm not going to be as gracious about that. Cause I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, no, no, like, 
this is not a human error thing. This is a carelessness yeah. thing. And to be yeah. honest, in a restaurant, it's usually the customer who fucks up. Yep. But they will never, they don't right. have memory of that. They'll be like, I ordered the pasta. And you're like, no, no. you didn't. Like, mm-hmm. I have a really good memory, period. Mm-hmm. And I also like, if it's a big, important order, I will write it down. Right. And so it's like, I know when I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I can never say, I never, you know, can say to a customer, hey, no. You fucked up. Right. And like make a deal of it. Because like, it's just because I'm keenly aware that I'm representing myself. I'm Mm. representing the restaurant. Yeah. And in a world where like, yeah, someone can leave an online review and it affects Mm -hmm. their restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I will be like, oh, my apologies. I must have misheard or I thought you said this. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if someone, you know, if if they're nice about it, they'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't say it. Then I go. Hey, you know what? At least you're aware that like you might have fucked up. Right, yeah. But if someone like so many people go like, yeah, I'm not eating this. I'll be like, Ugh. I I'm going to give you great service, but I'm going to hate you. Right. And I'm, I'm going to put that out into the world and I hope yeah. you feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my policy is always like you can give me the absolute worst service in the world and I'm still going to be nice to you. And then the second I leave that restaurant, I'm going to be so cranky. Right? Oh. Like, like if the three of us go out to dinner and like the waiter just like fucks everything up. I'm going to be really nice to the waiter the entire time. And then like, Mm. we're going to walk out that door and I'm going to turn to you guys and be like, what the fuck was that? See, I wouldn't be necessarily (laughs) nice. I would shut up and take it, whatever it is. Mm. But you know that I'm not coming back. Okay. I will not come back to this place. No, for sure. For sure. Why would you? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't want to give, I don't want to give my money to somebody, you know, an establishment who hasn't treated people well, Mm -hmm. for sure. I feel like people who don't confront Others for like shit like that, they should do it more often. Maybe. I I think that you've got to like remember like, you've got to remember that people are people, right? That's it. And that's what I was going to say is that like, I actually, if somebody, if a a waiter, I don't know, you can tell, but if they're like kind of having like a bad day, if they're really busy, I'll Mm -hmm. be like, no worries. But if they're having a bad day, I almost try and win them over. Like it's a little game Mm, that I play myself being like, can I help make your day better? And I like try and be like, hey, how are you? You know? You're like, like a like a real life SpongeBob. Honestly, <laughs> and crazy. this is why I go to therapy because I take on every. I, there's so many people who come into a restaurant just like angry and hungry mm. and confused about both, right. and then they put it on me, and I take it because I'm like I look at everyone and go. I literally cried the other day because an old man came into a cafe and had a Coke. And I was like, this is the sweetest and saddest thing ever. And he just like, didn't, he didn't, wasn't reading anything. He was just looking around. And I was like, I bet this is his daily treat to himself. And he just comes out and he buys a single Coke just to hoping to make connection. And I cried and I was like, wow. oh my God, this is why I'm a writer. Because <laughs> I'm just like, there's so much pain in this moment. Yeah. Humanity. That's it. Uh, oh man yeah yeah and so I, I think that like just coming back to the like therapy stuff mm-hmm. like i think it can be really hard to start like to seek out help mm-hmm. because i First think that, time, like, absolutely yeah well y- you and, wouldn't know you, yeah. you would never know that you need it yeah but then you hit this big door and you're like shit how did yeah. i get here yeah and then you're never like, feel like you have to justify mm-hmm. going to therapy because like yeah especially with this question it, you know it's like one of those things like what's what's the worst story you know what mm-hmm. how, well are you allowed to feel sad about your dog dying or your grandma dying or mm-hmm. you know it's like it's all it's not a level system it's a spectrum yeah. you know it's all the same amount of sadness mm-hmm. in different ways so like you don't have to have such a crazy thing happen to you it can just be like you said the world the world's a lot and yeah. that that's as good a reason as any yeah eat healthy 
Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go Try vegan. paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a Thirty squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto only good. Get more protein. Flares. Get more protein. Avoid the dark. Try a bar party. Drink green juice. Take a night. Wake up early. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. On September 19, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to drop out of college and launch his own podcast network. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? (laughs) Our next Indiegogo question... Our, actually, our first Indiegogo question comes from Angel Heber, Hebert. Hebert? I think it would be Heber. Heber. Or Eber. Eber. Beautiful Hebert. name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful name, Angel. Uh, talk about your experience with school. Did you love it or hate it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you guys both students right now? Kate, I know you are. Yes. I kind of, well, I don't consider flight school or school like a school. Okay. But so I would say no. Okay, fair enough. But I had my fair share of student. I guess life. yeah, that's the thing. What kind of school? Preschool. <laughs> it was taught by my mom. Loved it because uh, <laughs> I ruled. I had a mushroom cut. Elementary nice. school, pretty good. A lot of bullying. But then uh, I was like, I was the head of the popular girls, nice. and then I abandoned it because I was like, I don't like what this stands for. <laughs> Whoa, I'm just Shit. remembering so Damn. much. And then and then high school. Everyone told me it was going to be terrible. They're like, mm. don't worry, it's only four years. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was, I did well in high school because like, it was a very artsy school and mm. I was literally unhinged. I was, <laughs> my nickname was Crazy Kate Lindner uh, because that was my old last name. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, yeah, and then I took five years off in between mm. university and that's what makes me love universities because mm. like, I spent a long time researching and taking care of myself and traveling Europe. Mm-hmm. So when I came to university, not only do I'm like, it's not a big deal because I've already been living my life mm-hmm. like in so many different ways, but also like I care about the thing I'm in because I spent a lot of time choosing it. Mm. And then it's been so long since I've written an essay that it's fun again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of doing high school and going, so many people go like in my classes have gone right from high school into university. And you can just mm-hmm. tell they're just like, yeah, another essay. And it's like, 
sure I'm rusty in some areas, but I'm actually excited about everything I do. Mm-hmm. And I got the Dean's List to show for it. So, hey. Yeah. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Nice. I, I think that I like, if I ever do go back to school, it'll be a similar situation where it's like, mm. because yeah. I've like, I've spent time figuring out what I want to do and I'm excited about it. You're just genuinely passionate about it again. Yeah. Instead of like feeling like I have to do this. That's what, it. What were you like in high school? In high school. Oh man. <laughs> in I'm high curious. school. I, so I was like a pretty like, I got bullied a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just like a handful of people, but like a large like quantity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I I tried to sort of keep to myself, um, but was pretty like you know loud with my friends. Like mm-hmm. you know I, I had a small friend group, uh, but by the end of high school, an interesting thing sort of had started happening with my like graduating class, where all of us were like pretty okay with each other. Huh. Like we were, I think there were a hundred and twenty of us, and like. At least a hundred of them, I like remember their names, and if I ran into them in public, I would be uh. like happy to interact with them. And the rest of them, I probably just never had a single class with. Um, oh. And like that was weird because like you had like sort of people from like every sort of like group mm-hmm. would just like interact and be fine with each other, and like you know the popular kids and the unpopular kids. It wasn't as much of a like divide as it could have been. It was like you know it was like seven to nine instead of like one to ten you know right. it was like okay. they're, they're, people were closer in like status to each other than they mm-hmm. would have been like in other like in the sort of like typical high school right um so that was really nice it meant that like I got along with most people and like was liked by a lot of people and like you know just feeling comfortable yeah. it was the same yeah, for exactly. my graduating mm-hmm. class by the end you know yeah grade nine and ten fine but you know can be messy definitely mm-hmm. whatever but yeah by the end of it, it was just like everyone's invited to every party yeah well that's and it that's fine. true yeah. yeah yeah i was uh i was pretty like conservative and churchy in high school oh. which is the fun thing because I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I so i grew up in an atheist house like my mom is still mm-hmm. an atheist i and, didn't know that yeah and i i started going to church because uh when i was six the only like day camp that was available in the summer for free was the oh, like church the camp church. uh so my mom started sending me there because we had no money and then when i was like 12 or 13 i started going to church like independent of anyone else um so for most of high school I was pretty like conservative and like you know not necessarily like shitty to people but definitely like you know very like closeted and very convinced that like Mm -hmm. no like you should not have sex before marriage and you should not like do drugs or drink alcohol and like I also just like thought like skateboarding was evil and I think that maybe (laughs) that was just because most of the kids who skated also had sex and smoked and drank um and and but I managed to not like project that onto people too much. Mm. Like I would just sort of, you know, I would just be like, yeah, nope, I don't do those things, but you guys do them and that's fine. Like you do you like I'm not going to like yeah. preach to you. But I also had like hair down to like the middle of my back and oh like a scraggly God. neck beard. So people called me teen Jesus sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think my experience with high school was positive. Uh, I it was too long here high school is from seven to 11 or um, grade seven to grade 11 rather Um, and like that's just five years is too long to be in the same building Um, so by the time it was done I wanted to leave but Mm -hmm. I really liked people so it wasn't like a miserable experience or anything yeah yeah what about you oh well in uh, in elementary school I was in my head like I was a dreamer (laughs) and I was like this kid who would play with the ants at the <laughs> next to the tree i was i really in my head like uh back home i used to have a tent and every time i would enter this tent i would have my own universe inside my own like my my mom used to tell me used to enter like used to get into this tent mm-hmm. and you spend two hours there just talking to yourself 
and like yourself. Well, I wasn't talking to myself. I'm not crazy, okay? Yeah. You were talking but, to the ants. Yeah. yeah. No, not the ants. The ants were just my school friends. <laughs> Excuse you. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, they weren't invited to the tent. No, no, no. Uh, in middle school, I got more sociable, you know, as I, you, you kind of have to. But I was like this nobody in a way. Like people wouldn't know me. But mm -hmm. then I would, one or two would sit next to me and be like, oh, this guy's actually funny. Huh? Who knew? <laughs> and they would be surprised. And that's why uh, it got better in high school because mm -hmm. I eventually I started being more sociable. And um, it's um, like you said, it's like it stops being like everyone's invited to every party and mm -hmm. everyone's like a a different person and everyone brings something to the table mm -hmm. and it stops being about i'm the best i'm you're a scum and <laughs> it's like you don't see those stereotypes mm -hmm. that we see in them like movies like the nerds and the jocks and well not in my school anyway mm -hmm. i don't know about you guys mm -hmm. um but to answer your question did i like school i hated it <laughs> i did not like school just mm -hmm. because i always felt that i was being um uh, evaluated by the grades be just because of my parents because they were very grades and performance focused uh, yeah. and that made me hate the the learning aspect of it mm -hmm. and every time i would get a bad grade in my head it would translate like oh i guess i'm not good enough right oh like these kids are better than me but then you grow up and like you realize that like i'm here to learn it, like the grade is not important I mean, of course it is to get to, to sure, yeah. be Sure, well, yeah. Also, no, like there are some classes in university that I'm like, I I know how to get a good grade in it, but I'm like, but I haven't learned anything. And that yeah. was like, and, but when I come across a class like that, I mean, it's only happened once. Hmm. Um, but I like emailed the head of the department and was like, look, this is what happened. Like that, because like sometimes they get teachers who work in the industry, mm -hmm. which is great, but that doesn't mean they know how to teach really well. Mm, right. Yeah. So he was definitely a very knowledgeable person and worked in the industry and had connections. But basically, the most valuable thing he offered to us was like, if you get offered a contract, just email me and I'll like write you a, I'll I'll let you know if it's a good contract. Mm. Like basically, it was like you're paying money for to like have him as a possible contact, which right. I might have also burned that bridge because I was like vocally <laughs> not okay with his teaching style. Right, yeah. More like I just, I could, I, basically everything I learned in that class, I had to look up on Google myself right, yeah. on how to complete the project. But also he gave me, it was like make your own anthology. Mm. And so I worked double hard and made all original, uh, got all original stories mm -hmm. for this anthology that was like about Infamous, the show that I run mm -hmm. and like bound it and made a cover and back cover and everything. And people didn't do half that stuff. Some people, one right. person handed them loose papers in an envelope. <laughs> oh, wow. And I got, uh, I think a B, a B plus, a B, mm -hmm. B plus. And for me, that's low. That's mm -hmm. really low. And I was, oh, wow. okay. uh, disappointed because i was like i'm fine with that mark but you have to tell me what i did wrong right. and there was nothing on it he even quoted my own uh opening in the marking sheet and i was mm -hmm. like well if you're quoting me obviously you liked <laughs> it and then but and he couldn't tell me he was just he, he got flustered and was like mm. uh look it just it was it was too long and i was like what mm. you didn't make that mm. and i like and i got very upset and i was like can i rehand it in if that's the mm. only problem with it that marked right. off you know how many points to get to a B plus like a 70 or 30 points to get off mm. and he was like uh, I'll think about it and then he said right. no and I was yeah. like 
if you're if you're not marking properly, yeah, because I've gotten lower marks in the past, but like the teacher justified it, and I was like, oh, I understand what I did wrong. <laughs> right. But there was this one that was nothing, and I was like, no, no. If you're not giving me, I will fight. Like you've mm-hmm. you've given too low of a mark to the wrong person. Because mm. <laughs> just because I'm sure like they have to balance out their grades, right? Mm, yeah. So like, oh, can't get everyone high marks, and I'm like, oh well, God. yeah, you messed up today, bud. <laughs> I love like being vengeful sometimes. Yeah. Mm. My uh, interesting, like you talking about how your parents really like motivated you to get like high, like good grades because yeah. they were very sort of like performance oriented. But that's like the thing that. that wasn't motivating, right? No, but yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah, for for me, I had a situation where my mom, the way she motivated me to like get good marks mm-hmm. and good grades was by like I would only get stuff if oh. she if she was happy with my grades so like every time i got a report card if she was like yeah you did pretty well we would go to toys r us okay if i didn't this do well so enough we wouldn't and eventually like i think that once i just started having my own spending money i stopped caring as much exactly. about school because like i kind of like lost that and i was like okay well now i just get to self-motivate because like yeah. i you know i don't need a five dollar thing from toys r us I really... i'm a teenager <laughs> so i'm going to yeah. use my like money that i earn you know doing my job and uh-huh. like buy comic books and shit and like then my attitude towards school shifted from i need to get good grades to i need to get exactly the grades i need to do exactly enough work to mm-hmm. get like sort of high end of average oh, so yeah so i would figure out my i We're had a teacher call page. it yeah, yeah. I, I had a teacher call it working to rule he was like figure out the bare minimum you need yeah. uh, in order to like get by and then do slightly more than that so that no one can complain that you're like barely squeaking mm. by. And so I was like a straight like 80% student because mm. in my mind that was like, Perfect. you know, I'm not going to be like top of the class ever, but I'm also like not just scraping by. And so yeah. I would just figure out how to get 80s on everything and put in exactly that much effort. And then I'd be like, okay, I did all my classwork between classes right. and I have That's so much it. time to do jack shit when I get home yeah. and like just enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Yeah. See, that's the problem with this type of, uh, like, Great motivation, yeah. mm-hmm. like, uh, positive reinforcement. It's very short-term. Like, the goal mm-hmm. is not, like, they wouldn't tell you, like, oh, you do this because it's good for you because later you're going to do this and this and that. You're just like, mm-hmm. do this and I'll give you that. Right. Do this and I'll give you that. And eventually, you, you, you were trained to not think far ahead and you're very in the present mm. and you just want to do things now because it feels good right and you're going to get things like very like the result is very soon like it's coming yeah so you end up being impatient you end up being easily frustrated if you don't get your uh your your goal or this is so funny i feel like i must have been the opposite of you too <laughs> as a kid yeah. and i don't know where my motive self-motivation came from because it's mm. not like I felt I needed to be so smart. I was a daydreamer too, but mm-hmm. like my, I, I, I didn't even know my brother's marks until after I got, I got a 70 mm-hmm. in a French class once in high school. And I was just like, so disappointed in myself. I came home and I was like, I'm so sorry, yeah. mom. And my mom was like, what are you sorry about? They were like, your brothers get 50s. Like you're fine. <laughs> but, it, I, but I was like, yeah, I just couldn't. It was so funny. I mm-hmm. like, I I needed to be myself mm-hmm, on right. that above average because they would always, yeah, they would tell you the averages on the report cards. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, if I was not above that, I'd be like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that honestly, part of that is why I ended up not enjoying like post-secondary education mm. as much was because like it was harder to sort of gauge where everyone else was at throughout school. Exactly. So you wouldn't know until you got your results at the end of the semester. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just it was harder to kind of game the system like that. Um, but that's and I just it. Your goal like instead there. of learning became gaming the system. Well, that's and it. that's the danger of the grade. I think grading is good for its own reasons of like. Uh, yeah, it can be a motivator. It can't. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I know it's a good thing. Maybe I've just been conditioned to say that. <laughs> but like that's it. I think that's about taking time off for university too. Has mm-hmm. made me go. Mm-hmm. I don't even care about my mark that much. It's about justifying the mark. Like because right. I I didn't care. Yeah, B plus. But like, what did I do wrong in this anthology mm-hmm. that I could have mm-hmm. made it better? Like that's yeah. what I'm after. Is like getting those skills. Yeah, that, that's the healthy attitude for yeah. sure. Yeah, because like the the whole danger thing with the grade system is you feeling that like you see other people getting more than you and you're like, why am I not getting that? Yeah, And right. that's the wrong way of looking at it. But grading is basically for that. But because like they always focus on ranking. And yeah. so you just like it as a kid, you're, you you don't know any better. You're just mm-hmm. like, huh. Or right. you, conju- yeah. you, you memorize how to conjugate French verbs. So you actually don't know how to, you know actually use a sentence right. i mean this is wrong you two were born in quebec right uh, no. no i wasn't right i'm i was born in lebanon but do you speak french yes i do so i'm like the only one who's like still a baby to french mm-hmm. you'll get there. but like for <laughs> With me this it's attitude so you will get there <laughs> yeah you'll be better than us in no time <laughs> but even yeah. like i do you know if i can i mean french is definitely my lowest mark because i do what you did where i'm mm-hmm. like there's only so much effort i can put into right, french yeah. grammar before i'm like it's not worth it <laughs> but then i'll go to work and they're so quebecois that like they're you know slang and the pronunciation mm. and so many mm-hmm. idioms and everything i'm just like I've learned nothing. Yep. Like that's what I can feel. That's like. not grammar, though. That's, no, that's that's, that's slang and idioms. But I, I mean, I take all kinds of French courses mm. of like French oral French, yeah, and blah blah blah. Right. But that's it. There's so much you can learn. But mm. you know, working yeah. in a restaurant is uh, so much more because I'm like, wait, what did you just like? I, I words feel aren't you. even yeah, like registering. When, when I first got here, I didn't know it was French. Like, right. what are you saying to me? Yeah. What is that language? Right. Where does it come from? <laughs> And it's just like, it's so different from what you learn in class. And then mm-hmm. you get exposed to it. And eventually, eventually you'll, you'll, uh, do you, when you speak, do you speak in the Quebec language, the accent or the French or kind of your own Americanized? It's interesting because like, no, not Americanized. I mean, I like took French all the way throughout high school. I was okay. writing essays in French. Right. But, then but you became, took rest of Canada French. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but then, yeah, rest okay. of Canada French. Okay. But then I moved to france Mm -hmm. to become an au pair Mm. and that's when it actually clicked but it was like so weird it's like i've written essays in french and like Mm. i know how to conjugate conditionnel and all these things but like but then actually like putting together my own sentence for daily life seemed Mm. impossible Mm, and it was i felt so embarrassed and it took like a couple months but then finally just all of a sudden my ears opened (laughs) and i stopped stressing out about being like (laughs) someone would speak french may be looking at them being like Okay, focus, Kate. What are they saying? Hmm. Listen to the words. Oh God, you've missed half the words. Now you're behind. Catch <laughs> and like, but now I can just listen. Mm-hmm. So my French people will, people think I'm from Italy. People think I'm from France. People think I'm from Spain. People think I'm from. You have that international I, face. I, that I, well, I have an, yeah, I have an international <laughs> face, but I, people are so sure. They're like, "Are you from Napoli or Rome?" And I'm like, 
very much neither um ontario <laughs> but i work in italian restaurants i think that's yeah. why but they like mm. no your french accent sounds like mm-hmm. it's, it has some italian in it and it's like yeah. probably because i picked up french from my italian co-worker like right. there's so many influences coming in but mm. i more speak the standard france french piece of advice like at like at, like everything in this world just for you to get better at the language you have to embarrass yourself a few times oh yeah oh, in a way sure. that yeah like four years ago i really didn't speak a word of english my english was terrible terrible but then like i went to university and i had to make like conversation i had to and that was the awkwardest like guessing at pronunciation of words you're like it was so embarrassing it's like why is colonel spelled colonel why (laughs) for years that plagued me yeah my my english is still not good but I'm getting there. It's good. It's but that's great. A, and you're confident now, which is what's exactly bad. like that's, that's what it. matters. And it's 100% it. just yeah, just put yourself out there. S- speak French, whether you know how to speak it or not. Just try. Mm-hmm. It. I'm gonna put myself out there with French. Tom's gonna put himself out there with therapy. What are you gonna put yourself out there for? Uh, Positivity. Uh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> no, not today, Kate. Not today, not Kate. Today, Let good me be. Feelings. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. <laughs> Did you hear the little pop there? Did you hear that? That might have just been my headphone it might wire. have just been my paper. Huh, weird. Right. Uh, anyway, if you guys like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts uh, and consider donating to our ongoing Indiegogo campaign. We have uh, just under two weeks left to raise another uh, just under $2,000. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's doable, but really only if people donate so uh, if you listen to this one and you enjoyed it consider throwing us a couple bucks uh maybe as much as like a cup of coffee costs or a cup of more expensive coffee uh or maybe as much as like a starbucks franchise costs you know (laughs) just spitballing um share this episode with a friend who uh you went to school with or uh maybe a friend who needs to be in therapy and needs to hear (laughs) Mm -hmm. our conversation about that just started and you're like yeah yeah listen it gets better a little like kudos to your friend yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh you can follow the show on twitter at down with talking and each of us individually i'm at tom zalatni at eli busole at kate hammer sorry i'm not sure if it's kate haha hammer i think your twitter is haha yes you're right at kate haha hammer uh does anybody have any shows to plug If you're in Carlton Place, Ontario this Friday, I'm doing some stand-up. It's beside <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> That's very specific. But like Infamous, because there'll be some uh, big shows in September coming up. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, do you have anything to plug? No. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm going to plug myself. No, I'm, I'm the really... world is ending. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm not active there, but you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll uh, encourage me. Yeah. Go go tweet at Eli and tell him to tweet more. Um, <laughs> I want to plug uh, this Sunday night. There is an improv fundraising show happening at Montreal Improv. Uh, I do not know what time it's at, but I will plug the link in the description of this thing. It's interesting. Uh, the format for it is that it's three sets back to back. All of them are going to be filmed. Uh, and the show is a fundraiser for Improv, which is the Montreal Improvisational Comedy Festival uh, happening in November. Um there might be some folks from our network doing a set for that, but we don't mm. know yet because it they they're like auctioning off slots, oh. like the performance slots, and they haven't revealed the final uh, like who won the slots yet. Hmm. But I'm trying to win one, so come out on Sunday and you might see me and some other people there. I don't know yet. 
but yeah fingers crossed that's a good vague <laughs> plug it's, it's it's so frustrating i was hoping i'd know by today yeah. but i'm like no 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 idea um also on august 4th uh, i believe that's true yes august 4th at uh 7 p.m. at Montreal Improv. Uh, we are going to be doing another live episode of this show. Uh, come to that. There, I'll put the Facebook event for that in the description of this as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, for the Upford Ooh. Network. You can find out about all their great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yes, come to see you. I say now, Benson, Benson, Joe, Benson, 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 Benson,